Poet Revolt Cosmetics helps you shine in all your moments with a variety of clean, cruelty-free, and non-sticky lip glazes. This makeup artist's created and approved brand carefully curates clean ingredients including peppermint to help you feel good and do good as a portion of proceeds goes to selected mentorship programs that give youth and young adults the confidence and tools to be successful. Holt Revolt offers long-lasting shine and moisture, and this is the part I'm excited about, Taylor. Tell me about it. <laughs> Holt Revolt is also offering our listeners a 10% discount off your next purchase using code CIRCLE when you check out. Get glazed today at HoltRevolt.com. That's H-A-U-T-E-R-E-V-O-L-T.com. Awesome. Go check it out, y'all. Check it out. Hey, y'all. So in this episode, we chatted it up with Dion Smith, uh, our stepmother, and we just mainly just talked to her about her, like, roles in, like, social services when it comes to child care and then also just demystifying childcare. So like sometimes we think about, you know, if you're if your parents, then you know, you drop your child off somewhere, but you know, is this the best level of care that they, you know, need or or that you want for them? And then also just kind of breaking it down to the different types of childcare. So like, you know, private daycares, but then there's like home cares and there's just regular, you know, regular daycares and so you know, there might be a misconception of one versus the other, but really, you know, does it come down to the structure and the person that's providing the care for your child while you are away from them? So it was cool kind of just learning more about that industry. I mean, I think sometimes we take, you know, not think about it and, you know, not necessarily think about the people that make the decisions to make sure that our, our children are safe and that, you know, the state is coming in and looking at how providers are providing care and making sure that they're up to the standards that they need to be. So it was really cool chatting with her and just learning more. So enjoy. Hey y'all, this is Amber Sheree and Taylor Breeze here and this is the Inner Circle Podcast. Welcome. Hey y'all, um, I w- I'm still feeling like saying happy 2022. Uh, <laughs> so this is our second episode of 2022. So hopefully y'all are feeling the vibes. It's off to a great start for y'all and uh, thanks for coming back. Yes. And let us know how you felt about the last episode I know it's like different points of views on aspiration and goals and and different things and also too like even though we say this towards the end as far as following us on social media but Taylor's been doing a lot of good content in our story and on our regular feed but just different like quotes and different things from different episodes or different pictures or or um different things about us or just different things to think about 
I should say yeah. that. So it's make content. sure you, what'd you say? I said, just content, go get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure that you follow us on um, Instagram. So, so yeah. So how Taylor, how am I doing? Uh, yeah. I am doing okay this week. Um, I started off the year strong, like, yes, I'm going to do all this extra stuff. And then um, I don't know what happened towards the end of last week, <laughs> started falling apart. And then earlier this week, I had to start commuting back to work. And that Monday, dog, I was just like, Sunday, I was not prepared for Monday and it showed and I was just like you know what Amber I'm not gonna be that what 20 15 20 percent or 80 percent um Mm -hmm. that lose out on their goals in the first like 10 days (laughs) (laughs) I was like Amber you better get your butt up you can do this (laughs) well I started, started thinking about mom how she's like what is what's the bible verse she always says um i could do anything through god who strengthens me or something like that uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah i was saying that halfway awake at like 5 30 in the morning like no excuses get up <laughs> like so we all gotta get a little kick in our butt sometimes so whatever gets you there and gets you through yeah <laughs> how about you um, I'm doing well. Just uh, seeing what 2022 has to go for me. I definitely was like, I still want to go to the gym, but the way that COVID has been, mm-hmm. I've been like, I don't really want to go at my usual times, which is usually after work. And so it's like now with everybody else who I've been going. So it's not like, you know, this is my resolution or anything like that. It's just continuing to do what I do. And I mean, besides frequency and trying to go a little bit more, but, um, yeah, it was wild to me because it was like, I couldn't find a parking space and there was just like so many people there. Um, it was like kind of uncomfortable and I just don't want to get sick right now. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll go at 7 or 8 p.m. I go at 8 p.m. and it was still lots of people. And I was just like, dude, like I literally, I mean, and I've done this late night before and there's usually like no one in the parking space. Like last December when I went at 8 p.m., there was no one there. But this January now that it's 2022, there's lots of people there. And I'm like, I really just wanted to have the gym, not to myself, obviously, but it's like no one's wearing masks and it's like just just overload so yeah and also I think I don't know if this is wrong but I also think there might be a higher influx not only because of New Year's but I've heard um, one of my clients on this weekend had mentioned the um, location that's on 96th street they closed it yeah so I wonder if that if it's like those people but then again, like, would they it? Because it. if they close it due to inactivity, so like, is it? Or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember. Well, they closed it back like 
late November, maybe even October time, like it's been a few months. And so, yeah, Mm. there has been more people coming to our club. Like I'll see people there um, at classes and stuff like that. But like, like, because funny enough, there's this one lady that when I was going to the one on 96 that like she would come, I would always see her at and we've had uh, at class and we've had a few conversations and stuff like that. And so now I see her at my location and um, yeah, so they've been coming for a while. I really think it's just people coming back to the gym after the holidays and gaining that holiday weight and stuff like that I don't like it when I agree with you I don't like it when it's a lot of people because people also don't like down the machines too which is that's like my biggest pet peeve in gyms like when people use the machines and don't wipe them down like I'm like okay I'm done like it's so irritating so I agree with the germs being around people too sometimes when I'm working out uh, I think like moving your body can be like a spiritual practice and so (laughs) I think like with all that being said it's like just having a lot of random people around being like had seeing people look at you or like doing glutes and feeling like people may feel that you're doing too much but it's like Mm. really just trying to get this area of my body which I do want to have some gains you know Mm -hmm. so it's like hard in that way too yeah I and doing hit at the gym high intensity interval training it's like I don't know like usually I like doing it in a group format or something Mm -hmm. like that so it feels kind of weird to just do it by myself um because I feel like people are looking at me like jump around and stuff so do you ever go into one of like the private exercise rooms they close them due to COVID yeah all the gyms that I've been going to um ever since COVID has happened they close those rooms so that they can stay sterilize them that's not sterilized but clean them um and keep them clean and stuff like that and so people Mm. don't touch the equipment and things like that but yeah literally like every gym that I've went to since COVID they close those rooms now and that was like one of my favorite places to be or even being in the spin studio by myself I really liked doing that when I lived in California so anyways long story short (laughs) gym has been uh, a struggle trying to adapt to this new normal and everything like that and everybody being there I'm even thinking about using my apartment complex gym but I just it's not the same feeling I'm really sensitive to vibes (laughs) so like even at work I'll leave my desk a lot of the times and go work in a different area just because I don't know the flow of energy or just like the atmosphere or surroundings. I just need a different surrounding. So. Got it. Well, I mean, whenever, even though I know this is not in the near future, but whenever you get the space and, and uh, you want to invest, I will definitely welcome you to the Peloton family. (laughs) LA, but you're doing more heavy lifting. So you need like weight, uh, I need probably like three different dumbbells and then I do like to lift pretty heavy so 
Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll do. So <laughs> hopefully that uh, you're still able to get that stress reliever in some other particular way, maybe through an exercise class or I don't know, maybe at home working out. I do have some free passes to the Peloton app if you want to use it. So you just let me know. I got a good workout in um, yesterday, but I'm still trying to like just decide like, am I willing to take the risk to go to classes even? Uh, So yeah. Yeah. So what's the word of the day? So the word of the day is tenacity. Okay. Um, so it is the quality or act of being able to grip something firmly, um, which okay, or <laughs> the quality <laughs> or act of being very determined, um, another word for determination. Um, another synonym is um, persistence. Um, so all of these words are really about being dedicated to a cause and to have a firm hold on something, I guess. <laughs> and so I think during this 2022, this is your reminder to stick to your goals. Um, I will talk about it in the self-care tip for of the week. Um more than I'll talk about it here because um, this concept that I was talking to my friend, I was like, yeah, you know, I have goals, but I don't write them down. Like I have them in my head. So for some reason in my head, because I don't write them down, I think like I don't have goals. So anyways, long story short, (laughs) um, tenacity (laughs) is being dedicated to your goals and whatever makes you happy. So nice. No. Well, y'all, this week, like we told you guys last week, this week is our family is dope uh, season. So, and friends, family friends. So every episode, we're either going to highlight a a really close family friend that's like, dang near kin blood. or actual family um, that we, you know, have a bloodline or a tie to. And so this week um, we have, I don't know if we've talked about Dion before, but we have our stepmother on, which I am so excited because she has just a really good pure spirit. Um, And uh, she's very dear and special to us. And um, and it's really nice hearing, like you kind of, when you look at people's per- profession, so like our dad's a nurse, but that's kind of evolved in different ways because he doesn't work in like a traditional nurse job, um, that we think of as nurses, but then you think of like someone working for the government or somewhere in like childcare, like Dion does or is in you might have your view on what she does for, you know, what they do for a living. But when they start talking about like the logistical stuff and the things that they deal with and like just their profession in general and how they got into it, it's so cool to kind of look at our parents or people that we have looked up to when we were younger and kind of heard their journey, especially when we're going through our journey um, as adults. Yeah. So, So go ahead, Taylor. I was going to say, yeah, exactly. And I, I think you guys will 
really find a lot of hidden gems in this episode or this interview segment of the episode where we talk about healthcare and Dion is a or not healthcare. We talk about childcare. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about childcare, not healthcare. I just my <laughs> world surrounds healthcare. So that's what I think. Anyways, so childcare <laughs> and um just the different ways that you know how involved that it is actually um it can be overlooked on all of the different qualifications that make a daycare a daycare and a home center a home center and all of those things i agree all right so listen y'all listen in so today we have a very special guest on our stepmom dion yes she works in the social services space mm-hmm. i know she is in um, a management position but yes. i will do the let her do the honors of telling <laughs> us exactly her position and what she does and i think that's like a really good place uh to leave it <laughs> <laughs> So welcome. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your background and I guess what are your credential your credentials? We know we know them, but the listeners might not. Mm-hmm. But then also what made you get into that industry or study that particular area in school I just want to ask before you even get into your credentials and everything like that what is it that you do (laughs) (laughs) like like tell the folks what you do yeah like no it's like Tommy it's like you know I don't have a real job you know I just keep saying (laughs) I go to work and I don't I really don't work no um (laughs) I work for the state um in human services um, with the child care division. So basically what we do is uh, monitor and provide consultation to child care providers in the state of Oklahoma and we license them as well. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, comprehensive. It's a lot of pieces yeah. ar- around that, but yeah, that's pretty much yes. where I work. I know you've moved up like since you first started um, because you used to do the inspections, right? And now you work more on the certifying side or um, like how has your position changed? So I, um, with childcare, that's how I started out. I started out doing inspections for Mm -hmm. the childcare centers and Mm -hmm. then Um, I actually kind of moved away from that division and went Mm -hmm. to developmental disabilities Mm -hmm. and worked with um, our um, disabilities division with doing um, quality uh, inspections and quality assurance type work. And so, and then after about a year of that, I moved back to childcare services just because there was a lot of traveling that was involved. Yeah. Um, in that space. And um, so then I took a, a quality assurance manager position back with child care services and um, actually started doing um, quality assurance for our staff. So yeah. basically ensuring that they were adhering to our regulations and and things like that, making sure they were doing everything correctly. 
because yeah. we're federal, federally funded, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Okay, sorry. Now, no, Amber, fine. I digress. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. So there's a huge compliance piece yeah. to it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. like auditing. Com- well, I guess thing yes. would be for compliance and holding them accountable. And when, um, let's say, a daycare doesn't or a child center doesn't pass you know uh, everything that they need to within like I'm sure within a certain threshold do you guys what are the consequences of that well it's a it's a wide range yeah it's it's really a, a wide range um typically you know if if we inspect and they have violations most of the time you know we're not there to be like hey we got you you know you did this wrong it it, we are pointing those things out, but then we're also ensuring that we're being, uh, you know, there to help you provide resources. You know, how can you, you know, how can you improve this? Because of course, childcare is not going anywhere. Yeah. And so if, if we shut down every childcare center yeah. that, that had a violation, we, you know, we wouldn't have any. So it's really more about working with them to um, improve the quality and really just providing them resources. So Mm-hmm. typically we come up with a, a plan of correction with them mm-hmm. um, and how they can correct it and ensure that uh, you know they don't have that same problem in the future so that's typically how that goes now if there's a situation where it's really serious and it puts children at imminent risk then that might be escalated a bit mm-hmm. to to maybe having to temporarily um, close to correct things or permanently close depending on what the situation was yeah Got it. um like for people who are well, before we get a little bit too far in the deep end we didn't oh. ask she didn't tell us her credentials oh yeah okay fine <laughs> so <laughs> let's just so what's the credentials well also to well not flash your badge <laughs> <laughs> well more in the sense of not necessarily like you know you know your credential but like give us a little bit of background of how you even thought about getting into child care or or social services and mm-hmm. you know why you went to school for the different things that you did or sure. the, the different degrees yes. that you did yeah. because we can kind of keep going down the deep end but it's always good to learn the background story of why people decide to study something and then yeah you know work in that study yeah yeah absolutely so yeah the original plan was not child care and I, I mean there's <laughs> nothing <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it at yeah. all I, I really love my work however that wasn't the original plan so you know mm-hmm. kind of morphed over time um I wanted to be a child psychologist that was kind of uh-huh. my initial plan mm-hmm. and then um you know things changed yeah. Um, it's a lot more, you know, schooling than I was really willing to put in the work for truthfully. Mm-hmm. And so, um, there was a, a different position that was available, um, at the hospital that I was working at. And so that's kind of what, um, was the catalyst for going into a degree in child development. So mm-hmm. that was my first degree was in child development. And so, um, once I completed that, I began to work um, in the child welfare space. Mm-hmm. So the the abuse and neglect side of it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I did that for a while mm-hmm. and then decided to go back to school and um, got a master's in family life education. Okay. And so just being that, you know, child welfare, again, great work, 
um, for those that can really um, do it, but it, mm -hmm. it does take a toll on you, you know, mm -hmm. hearing and seeing the types of things that go on. And so um, that's kind of where I went into the childcare side of it. Yeah. And yeah. And so it just kind of, you know, I just kind of worked my way from there. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Uh, yeah. Just imagine, like, you know, now you guys being parents, mm -hmm. you know, having your your um, child's. <laughs> is that plural? Is that plural? Well, because you both each, I mean, I mean, but then we're kind of like, where are your children? She has too? four children. Yeah. Birth. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. yes. I feel like, yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'm just sticking my foot in my mouth. Um, so uh, <laughs> was like, save me, save me. So my question is for the parents out there, right? Like you do the facility, well, used to do the facility check so I wonder first of all what government agencies are kind of like involved in this work mm. and secondly what advice do you have for like parents on things to look out for when they're choosing Try. a child care facility Ooh, I love that yeah those are good questions <laughs> um so I mean essentially there's the office of child care right that's the mm. federal office which is the umbrella that pretty much every state falls under, right? Um, you know, there's different, in different states, it's, a, it's different on what government agency, state agency, or, mm. you know, uh, external agency that um, participates in the, uh, in childcare inspections and things like that. So it's not all the same, the funding comes from the same source, but who actually does the work is is different across all the states. That's really interesting. So, okay. Yeah. So um, our state is responsible for that part of it, mm -hmm. and so I would say for parents, gosh, what to look out for? It's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot, right? Um, for us, the first thing that I usually say, word, I mean, word of mouth is how a lot of parents when they're looking for childcare that's their first, you know, their first go-to. Mm -hmm. um, other parents that have children in childcare, they might, you know, ask, well, where does, you know, little Tommy go? Yeah. And so that's kind of the first step. But then also with us, we have a place that you can go online and um, actually look up, you know, if I want to say, I, I need childcare in, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. within the zip code, mm -hmm. um, and you can pull that up and find every program that's in that area. Oh, cool. And so we we rate our um, our centers from it, it's a stars rating. So mm -hmm. one being the lowest star, three being um, the highest. Now one doesn't mean that it's horrible. Um, okay. Some one can be that they chose not to participate in that whole quality program, so then they're mm -hmm. automatically a one star. So it doesn't necessarily indicate that it's not high quality. Just some some are and some choose not to participate. So Got it. Um, that that's usually the first place that um, I tell people to start. Mm -hmm. And then also um, just like do pop-up visits, right? I'm looking for childcare, just go in there. And when they're not expecting you, that's when you get a real transparent view of what's going on every day. I have yeah. a story for you after you finish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm a little scared. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but um, 
yeah, that's, that's where I would start, but like, and I can only speak to what we have in our state, you know, but we have, you know, we actually have a guide what to look for, what's quality care look like, and it gives you step, you know, things to look at, you know, education of the staff there. Um, If they, you know, say, well, the parents can only come in and visit, you know, um, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 to two, you know, that that's kind of, you know, red flags that you would, that you would look for. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just kind of a, a few things. Well, thank okay. You. Okay. Amber, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to hear this story. What? <laughs> well, when you had mentioned about. This... Use no names. Use no names. Of yeah, no, we're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> pop-up visits. I know, the pop-up visits. We, uh, uh, it wasn't even really a pop-up. They knew we were coming. So Nick oh, had, um, Nick had. Um, decided there's like a certain credentials or something that um, preschool daycares can get like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they could apply for it. and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know the, like exact name so we can go into that next but um, he wanted certain daycares or preschools that were within on this list mm-hmm. uh, that had these credentials and some of them that he mentioned I was just like no, I would never put my child in that. And then some of them I wasn't really necessarily familiar with because that was like a new space for me. He was all into it. We um, we had two interviews scheduled that day. The first interview, we went to a place um, not too far away from our home and we popped up and literally from outside perspective, I just, you could hear the kids screaming in the parking lot. <laughs> Oh and I was like, oh my God. And <laughs> so strike, strike number one. Yeah. Yeah. And you can hear, you know, obviously babies and children are going to cry, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it's like, you know, but you could hear them. And I'm like, okay. So we walk in, it's dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I will say there is security, but it's, it's just kind of like, you can tell that you can tell a place where it kind of has like that old dirt that they haven't like cleaned old dirt and now the dirt is like so old that even if they did attempt to try to clean it it right. just, no one look new or clean yeah so yeah yeah it was kind of that and then we went um to speed it up like it seemed like the staff was out of panic they really couldn't help us um we were supposed to be having like an actual interview to ask some questions and they literally I don't know if they were understaffed or they weren't prepared, but they literally set, brought us into the office and then kind of left us there with some with a stack of papers and was like, hey, here's, you know, here's this, give us about 10 to 15 minutes and we'll get you back to a, a newborn class. And we're like, okay, so we're just sitting there in the office like, okay, you know, talking to each other. And then we kind of get back to newborn class. All the staff were exhausted. Yeah. You can tell that like, it wasn't necessarily super clean in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so, but they knew we were coming. So right. like, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not taking much out there. And then the yeah. funny part is the next, the next interview we went to, which is the school that Junior's in now, you walk in, <laughs> you walk in, 
the director is like yeah come on in it's like mm-hmm. classical music going on in the background no lie I'm like that's mm-hmm. serious everything's <laughs> just like super clean everyone knew our name they knew we were coming in you know she she had kids popping out hi miss blah 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 and blah 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 mm-hmm. and she's giving hugs and stuff we go into the newborn baby room all the kids are quiet in this other school they mm-hmm. were screaming and crying mm-hmm. all the kids are like quiet and their little bouncer things they're all looking at you in a way <laughs> there's like classical music going in the background they're like yeah we teach them you know sign language and yoga and I'm like we're a newborn you know but they right. they, they, they did they do but <laughs> it's like it's just interesting those two that were still on that same list mm-hmm. but when you say the pop-up or even not a pop-up, but just being aware of like what's going on and your, the experience that you would have with your children being in there. And obviously this is pre-COVID. Yeah. So yeah. now that it is COVID, it's just, we don't get to see the kids at all, really. You know, mm-hmm. have to drop off and pick up some. But I mean, they offset it. Like you go to a, a pretty upscaled um daycare if you ask me and so what's nice about yours is they send you videos and you know Mm -hmm. um updates about what he did that day like they keep really good track of him as Mm -hmm. a child an individual anyways and to your point about that other one they probably were understaffed because there's so many understaffed. And I just know this from working in a space with um, children and I wasn't even like necessarily childcare. I was running a um, during and after school program. So during those times, Mm -hmm. you, there was a certain amount of staff to kid ratio. And I feel like uh, well, I know for a fact, the younger the child, the more staff you have to have. Mm-hmm. And so, like for high schoolers, you can have like one for every 20 or something like that. But for like middle schoolers, it's one for 12. And then I can only imagine like a newborn, it's almost right. like I think it's one, one to three. one. It's like one to three, I think. One oh, to for two. a newborn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, even then, it's just like wild to think about like, taking care of all them kids all day I couldn't imagine (laughs) right (laughs) and you know what you're probably absolutely right when you said you know they just look exhausted because it is absolute it's hard work Mm -hmm. it really is hard work and to me it's it reminds me of you know when people talk about those jobs that have the most impact on Mm -hmm. our children or even us are those jobs that pay the least and they have the hardest work and so that absolutely makes sense. And so, yes, you have the whole gamut of different types of programs that you walk into and you're just like, um, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, you know, your gut feeling always trusted. You know, when you, you know, like you said, you're in the parking lot and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to be for us. But, you know, <laughs> one thing that we've, you know, been talking about is like, you know, you're serving all over the state, there's different populations, right? Different um, types of people that we serve. Mm-hmm. And so instead of just being like, uh, you know, maybe that's not a program you would want to go to now, yeah. but it's 
up to us. We need to work with them. How can we increase their quality? Like, what is it that we can do to help them further along? If it's education of the teachers, if it's, um, you know, working with how can, how can we increase your curriculum and change it? And, you know, because a lot of times too, you walk into a place and you have those children screaming. Mm -hmm. So they could be understaffed, but then it also could be that, you know, there's not a really good curriculum in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're letting the kids watch TV all day, they're mm-hmm. gonna get bored, right? <laughs> because their attention yep. span. Ours is small, so a child's is very small. Mm-hmm. So you have you have to um, be proactive and have that plan in place to be able to. Okay, we're gonna you know if it's we're gonna color, we're gonna have the sand table, we're gonna have the water table, we're gonna go outside. You know, just having and it and not just finding things for them to do, but also activities or curriculum that promotes learning that yeah. helps you know get them ready for school yeah. so yeah it's it's a, a lot of approaches that you have to take but yeah trust your gut for sure I think I mean it's just another failure of government intervention right because I definitely feel like there's a way that we would standardize childcare at some point and have a like national curriculum on how, I mean, maybe not of what the day-to-day per daily procedure should, should look like, but like we have a really big comprehensive um, inspection and like uh, government agency and food and drugs, which we are like mm-hmm. putting into our bodies, like thinking about the development of our kids, you know, like mm-hmm. that would be something that would be worth investing in. Um, yes. Now, now I'll tell you most, if not all states, they do have state regulations. Now it's not, you know, the, the federal government, they give you things that you have to meet, right? As far as health and safety that you have to meet. And then they also give you guidance on what's best practice for Mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. So you definitely have to meet those uh, basic health and safety needs, but then it's kind of up to each state to determine how much further you wanna go with your regulations. So um, I'll just say, of course, you know, we're pretty good <laughs> in our state just because, you know, there are some states that don't require inspections maybe once a year, maybe mm-hmm. once every three or four years. Okay. But we go out three times a year or more if it's something that we see, okay, we need to help this program progress and yeah. increase their quality. Then we, we could go out every month wow. and, and see them. So, um, yeah, every state, there is like a baseline, but yeah, every state has their own regulations uh, above and beyond that. And to what extent they go is kind of up to that state. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. So what's your, so first, the first question that I have, I have two. The first one is around the credentials. What are some of the credentials that a, a like a, a public I guess versus private daycare or I don't even know if that really depends mm-hmm. what kind of credentials could a daycare get if they wanted to enhance their rating or etc right I mean there's several right because there are national accreditations that yeah. um, child care programs could get and there's a gamut of them um, 
and I can't think of any names right offhand, but yeah, there's, yeah. you know, yeah, there's several that you can do, but I would just also say that those are great to have, but mm-hmm. I would not solely depend on, depend on a program having a national accreditation only, you know, when you're looking yeah. at different programs, yeah. um, because some of them, you know, just being transparent could just, if you can sit down and you can complete this paperwork, great, you know, oh. then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so really it is just about going to those programs and experiencing, you know, what they're doing with the kids, seeing it, you know, yeah. firsthand, the curriculum and, and all like, you know, with us, you're required to have a compliance file sitting right there as parents walk in so they can look at all of your past inspect, not all, but yeah. um, a good majority of your past inspections. If, you know, if you've had any confirmed complaints and things like that. So, I mean, I, I would not, you know, just like I said about our STARS program, you have some that are one star, but that's just because they choose not to participate, but they yeah. are absolutely great programs yeah so um I think you just have to go in and experience it yeah okay I do have another one when we use like when it comes to private versus public like I know we have junior and a private uh daycare but when I think of like there are some amazing public daycares that maybe we didn't necessarily search for so like what's your take on you know, obviously your children are grown at this point, but, you know, if you did have another child and you're bringing, uh, trying to figure out a daycare now, would you lean more towards the private daycares for maybe the resources that they have or in that, or would you say, okay, don't, don't count the public daycares out because there could be ones that, you know, the kids learn Spanish and the kids Mm -hmm. do a whole bunch of different you know, obviously not, mm-hmm. you're not going on trips, but you know, just right. things like that. What's your take on it? One versus the other. So when you say private, do you mean like those corporate owned, like national, yeah, like franchise? Chains? Yeah. 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 So like your Primrose, your Goddard school, like mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know what? I, again, I, I wouldn't choose one over the other. It would be whatever is best for um, is the best for your child. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily say that corporate owned is better mm-hmm. or worse. You know, it just really depends because it's going to depend on, you know, their curriculum and the staff that they, that they hire. Yeah. So, um, and it's just, uh, I would say though, corporate probably has, uh, more ability to pay, um, more so they they can get yeah. that higher quality yeah. higher educated staff okay um, but that but that's not always the case yeah so yeah it I I wouldn't choose one over the other I remember um thinking about childcare when Danae was smaller mm-hmm. and I was like I absolutely would not go to a family child care home mm-hmm. because you can't see what's going on. You know, they yeah. taper to the wall, which has happened before. <laughs> I mean, they could taper to the wall and sit and not fear, you know, yeah. what am I going to do? <laughs> I would rather have a center. But then uh, when I got in the space of actually inspecting both, you know, I inspected both homes and centers. I'm like, man, you know, yeah, um, we had one 
one person that she was a home, but they went on field trips like three or four times a week. Um, She had like a really robust curriculum for Mm -hmm. the kids and like her backyard had like all types of, you know, anything they, you know, they would need for learning and and inside as well. So I was like, man, this is a great place. I don't want to leave. <laughs> You're like, so, I'm having fun. <laughs> I know, right? That's actually where I did uh, some of my practicum when, when I had to actually, you know, work in mm-hmm. a home and work in a center. I did it with her and I was like, it's so much fun here. <laughs> I, like it here. <laughs> I have a question. So we talked about like the corporate versus the public. Um, what can you just like explain, like maybe how the difference in regulations may be, or mm. like, do you guys inspect corporate wants to, or how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. Our regulations are statewide. So okay. we have a set of minimum regulations. So every program that's licensed by the state has to adhere to those minimum regulations again now if they want to participate in um, the stars program which um, basically um, it's you know more education for their staff Mm -hmm. um, a richer curriculum for the kids things like that um, then they can choose to do that but as far as regulations there isn't any difference between Mm -hmm. well let me let me take that back there isn't um there is a difference in homes and centers, right? There's a, the minimum qualifications are the same, but of course, you know, you can't have the, the exact same um, requirements for a center versus a home because typically that's where someone lives. So, yeah. you know, um, there are a few differences there, but the, the minimum requirements are the same for everybody licensed by the state. So hmm. you're talking about like home daycares, like people, have their regular house that they allow people to drop them off right Mm -hmm. how I remember like back in the day you know you would drop your kids off at maybe uh the friends who um uh watch like a few other kids and stuff like that at what point do you have to certify as a daycare Mm. yeah so um here you, if you are, um, if it's a family member, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, it's a, you don't have to be licensed, but when, once you go outside of family members and, um, you're providing care more than 15 hours a week, mm-hmm. then essentially you're a childcare program, which exactly. requires you to be, to be licensed. So, mm-hmm. um, there are, we have some exemptions, but, you know, on a real high level, that's kind of basically it. If you're, if you're caring for children outside of family and you're doing it more than 15 hours a week, mm-hmm. then you need to be licensed. Hmm. That's hmm. interesting. I always thought like maybe you had to have like 15 kids enrolled yeah. and all this other stuff. It's more yeah. of like about how yeah, you, can't, you can't have one. <laughs> if you are, I mean, if you have one child that's outside of family and, you know, mom and dad work they work 40 hours a week and you're keeping that child you have to be licensed for that one child mm. interesting there's a lot yeah. of uh things going on in the underground yeah <laughs> oh oh let me let me just say we <laughs> uh, <laughs> um people put like on 
you know, Facebook, Craigslist, like we are like, stay away from that. We don't want to look at that, you know, because <laughs> you will find like we would do nothing but investigate complaints all day, yeah. every day if we looked at those because, yeah, there is there's a lot of unlicensed care that um, that goes on. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of scary. Like, yeah, 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 because yeah. they, they go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying that's wild. Yeah, because I feel like when you and you, like, I feel like if you're licensed, you kind of know, like, the standard mm-hmm. of, like, cleanliness mm-hmm. of, you know, whatever you guys require there to be a license for. And here, it's like a level of insurance for the parents that someone is coming in there and making sure that your child is is not yeah, absolutely. hurt, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm sure you guys probably check for you the well, uh, what is it called? Well, well check wellness check well-being yeah well-being like of the children when you walk in yeah yeah we do that and then of course there's um background checks start up that are required Mm -hmm. and um and that's for any adult that lives like in the home or Mm -hmm. any any um staff that works in a center so Mm -hmm. yeah we have to do the background checks and that includes you know checking if they have like child welfare history yeah so yeah yeah Yeah. have you had any ones that have literally made your stomach like turn where you're just like wow I just cannot believe this I'm assuming not since you guys are pretty robust there's probably oh no oh yeah there's there's been some yeah Mm -hmm. there's been some things I mean we've we we have child deaths and in programs Mm -hmm. you know it it happens you know sometimes um at the fault of the caregiver sometimes not you know it just depends but um yeah you you do see some things that that would turn your stomach absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah very unfortunate I also wonder too like not to go too dark or anything like that but like how would you imagine like I feel like our child care is pretty pretty decent here in America I mean the the structure the way that you know it's not government like parents don't get a lot of a lot of assistance they get assistance don't get me wrong but like the fact of you know if you want to do corporate versus public and how that funding may go right so like from your standpoint and being in this space what would you say is like a what would be like the idealistic structure or like certain things that you would change about the way childcare is now? Um, one thing that I would, that really comes to mind is the view that it's not a professional, um, you know, career mm. and, then, and then the pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, t- I mean, um, no, you know, in some spaces, I'm just talking about, you know, I know about our state, but you know, there aren't as many requirements as like, you know, a public school teacher or anything like that. Yeah. However, we do have educational requirements that, um, that they have to have. And really the pay that they receive doesn't reflect the amount of education that they need to Yeah perform childcare. Yeah. And I mean it is 
it is a professional career. So, I mean, that would be the first thing, right? Because I, yeah. I believe too, that would help with, you know, retention mm-hmm. and, and also um, having that quality staff. Yeah. yeah. So that would, that would probably be the first thing that comes to mind for me is. Yeah. Just the pay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like education in general. In general. It's like, <laughs> Also, is this considered part of the education system? Mm, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Preschool and stuff mm-hmm. like that, child care. Yeah. Wow. Mm, yeah. Um, no, it's not a part of like, if you're talking about public school space. Yeah. yeah. No. That's no. So wild to me because I almost feel like it should be like in the sense of like, I mean, preschool and then how we think of the things that they learn during these times I think you I think you might I don't think all daycares do that Mm. I don't think all daycares like if I think about what juniors learning in school and stuff like that I think that's the exception to maybe what most daycares at his age Mm -hmm. let me just say it it? I don't know I mean Deanna could be wrong correct me because you see a whole bunch of other different programs but yeah. I don't think everybody is doing stuff that's that structured. Well, not doing no. stuff like that, like what Junior's doing, learning sign language and stuff like that, but like they they don't go through colors and numbers and stuff. Uh, that's a good question. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would say the majority, yes. Yeah. I mean, um I, I believe that the majority try to align with, you know, getting them prepared for school. Got it. Yeah. yeah, but it's not um, affiliated. Now you may have, you definitely have some um, childcare programs that may be in a public school, mm-hmm. um, but it's not a part of that system. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think you know many of them, and that's why you have those minimum requirements, right? Yeah. yeah. Because you are trying to align align the education that they get in these early years in the child care center with preparing them for public school or private school whatever you know yeah just primary school so it makes yeah. a lot of sense in that regard that the, it should be a part of the education system I mean I think our education system is stressed out to the max and maybe a little bit uh, it has it has definitely room to grow and and the soft way to put it but I think it's yeah I feel like that should be a part of education that's that's my main premise of this but I think it would help a lot with um the training and the respect of the profession um I don't know if I agree with that because I feel like teachers don't get the respect that they need and they're in, the whole, mm-hmm. they're in education. A lot of people, I mean, children and some some parents may not um, respect teachers, right? But I think generally speaking, now that we've had kind of the blinders taken off during COVID and also just in general over the years with parents being a lot more involved, I think mm-hmm um the teachers do get like that notable like oh it's a teacher's appreciation or something that they recognize the different discounts Mm -hmm. that they get at different places because they don't make a lot of money but that doesn't mean that we don't uh or 
a general sense is that they're not important right and like people recognize that they're important and very foundational and also it comes back to the structure of them not getting the support that they need to be able to do their job in a in a government funded type of way well I guess let me clarify when I said teachers are not respected I meant in the sense of like the pay for the work that they're putting in so like the, the time and the patience and stuff like I think we appreciate our teachers for teaching for teaching them but do we really in the more like overall United States view of the profession you know I feel like the principal the more administrative higher administrative people are the ones that get paid more but they don't necessarily the ones that impact the children from the day-to-day and they're getting paid barely you know a little bit over a minimum wage yeah right it's it's um, I think you are right Taylor like kind of it being going through this pandemic and COVID and I think it has put a lens on like how important our public education system is. And then of course, to go along with that with childcare, mm-hmm. right? Because um, when our childcare programs closed down, they, all of them didn't, but mm-hmm. um, we had a lot that you know closed down and we still had those essential workers that still needed to go to work. They still needed childcare. And it was just kind of like, what are we going to do? You know, we had to find some way to support them. So I think um, it did shine uh, a light on that and how important it is. But also, we're very, um, you know, we don't have a long attention span when things like that happen. So it's one of those things like, okay, we recognize it. And we keep we have to keep going back and saying, okay, this is important. This, you know, they deserve more pay. This, you know, we have to keep hammering that point because, you know, the next shiny thing comes along and you forget all about, you know, oh, this problem over here, this is still a problem. You know, if we go through another huge shutdown, like this can keep happening, you know? So, um, yeah. 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 It's definitely interesting how, uh, you know, our attention spans are so short on the things that mean so much, (laughs) like so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very unfortunate. And I also have hope that, um, you know, maybe not next year, but maybe by the time my kids would have kids, right, they would have had someone who had uh, uh, an office because I mean presidents don't make you know that big they make a big difference in like the political climate but I can't say that they reform everything because there's just so many things that they do but like if someone had that um you know, on their political agenda. It's just something you don't really hear about too much. I think Bernie Sanders may have brought it up. And then um, the, the, the one woman who was running- Senator Warren, yeah. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Talked about childcare. And it's like, how come it has to be a woman or a socialist who everybody writes off to like, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, now it, it is on Biden's agenda as well yeah. on, the, on the build back better plan. It, that is a part of it, but I, you know, 
oh gosh, don't go in a political space, but <laughs> but part of it. Yeah. But yeah, I think I mean, like you said, the the president is absolutely important. However, your local government, yeah. that's where it starts. Yeah. That's where you have to be active yeah. because they make the decisions in your state. And then also those senators go on and they make those decisions for the nation. So you have to be, I think is just my opinion that locally is more important than, you know, who, who you're voting for, for president. That's important too. Don't get me wrong, but he has to have that support to get his agenda accomplished. And so you can't, you can't uh, just think I'm going to vote for the president every four years. It's way deeper than that. Yeah. 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 I agree. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much. We're going to run this into the rapid fire question. So Taylor, do you want to go over what, what we do for rapid fire? Yes. Rapid fire questions is our closing segment with our guests where we ask uh, an assortment of questions. Um, oh, I don't know if I want to play. <laughs> it's like Pi- pineapples. Chocolate. Pineapples. Does that, does that count on the show? <laughs> Can I say that here? <laughs> no, that is not the safe word. Keep guessing. Um, <laughs> but it's like a box of chocolate because you never know what you're going to get. Um, oh, yay. But it's not, it can go um, very surface level to a, a thoughtful, uh, thought provoking question should I say so um I'll start because I already have my question um what is the best thing you've eaten this month and that yes Hmm. December interesting I and I actually have an answer right off the top of my head yay (laughs) um oxtail stew oh you got the oxtails we were talking about yes yeah yes that that uh, a new restaurant that opened a uh, Caribbean restaurant and um yes yeah, so I, was, I was like I'm gonna vent- I'm gonna try it I'm gonna venture out and, try. and it was really good yeah what's the yeah. flavors like mainly like is it like cumin or is it like jerk seasoning or no um man probably more cumin and like curry type yeah. of flavors yeah yeah um and I don't know just over overall goodness I don't yeah. know <laughs> is the ox meat like tender is there like is it kind of like does it have cartilage in it or like hmm. yeah how is it, how do you eat a car- oxtail is it really well, oxtail anyways it's um it's beef okay mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. but it's it's on a bone okay and so think of I don't know you know, beef roast on a bone, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's not yeah. like anything that crazy. Okay. So I was just curious, like I was thinking of like a tail doesn't have that much meat on it. So <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Okay. So Amber. Um, my question is, I know you and I are always talking about juniors little reports that I email you guys out or at least try to every day. What would you say is, from your experience, just doing, um, helping kids do the curriculum or helping centers implement their curriculum, what part of that curriculum is like your favorite where you're just like, you know, I would, you know, I love math or I love 
you know, potty training or, you know, whatever. I know that might be weird, but like, what are the ones that you get most excited about for the kids? Um, I would say the, the, um, funnest thing to watch is like, we would have, you know, watch them in dramatic play. Uh. (laughs) So that's, that's basically where, I mean, that's where you can really see, you know, the learning, right. Their wills, processing things you know reenacting maybe things that they've seen and and just kind of what what that interpretation is um from their end you know so uh I I think that's just like that open-ended learning so just watching them you know we would have you know a a school set up or a post office Mm -hmm. or you know um a restaurant or you know, things like that and just watching them kind of go over and mm-hmm. just like explore on their own, you know, and just let them be, you know, be kids. And you can also see their little personalities. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I can imagine Junior. Oh God. He has so much personality. He is. <laughs> You'd probably be bossing them kids around. <laughs> no! no! <laughs> he's, um, he's always coming home with uh, a firefighter firefighter and a police officer is like all he talks about oh um, yeah they play like police or well something. in their school they have or in their classroom I walked in there one day and it might have always been there maybe I didn't pay attention they have like a, a clothing rack with like costumes mm-hmm. in there uh, yes yes mm-hmm. and so he's always going over there picking up the fire truck uh, oh. the fire man suit or hat and like the police officer suit oh, oh yeah yeah that's yeah mm-hmm. and yeah it's just letting them use their imagination and yeah, yeah. just kind of seeing what comes from it so yeah it yeah. must have been Paw Patrol. Okay. <laughs> Imagine you've just won the lottery. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Yay. Where are you going for vacation? Mm. <laughs> I was going to say, are, maybe. You, are you taking dad with you or are you leaving him? <laughs> just, yeah, just kidding. Uh, uh, yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> of course he's going yeah. he's <laughs> but I'm just gonna go out of the country so <laughs> right I was gonna say probably like Turks and Caicos yeah okay. yeah that would go to Turks and Caicos I don't know what Woody, Woody. he would go <laughs> kicking and screaming you know he doesn't like to fly and that's a long flight they could just drive to the border and get on a boat Turks and Caicos <laughs> That's pretty far, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. I think he would. I think he, you know, depending on the circumstances, he would. When I say a boat, I meant like a cruise boat. No, I thought you were talking about like a sailboat. No, no, that's not getting on a sailboat. (laughs) You know what? He's not getting on a cruise boat either. I'm just. He had one at a terrible time, but I heard he had a a rough adjustment um, (laughs) on the first one. Yeah. 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 Oh, Turks and Caicos. That does sound really pretty. Mm. I might get that from him because I don't want to go on a cruise ever because I do have motion sickness. So I I think I would be down and out anyways um, until I adjust. So Amber, do you have your last question? 
my last question is it was going to be holiday related but we're pre-recording this so early um actually i'll just ask it anyways who cares i don't care um what is your favorite food during the holidays either to cook or to eat um and it can be either one it could be a thing well thanksgiving is over i mean christmas or new year's man that's kind of difficult (laughs) probably dressing Mm. okay mm-hmm. you were very specific when you said dressing versus stuffing so we know yes, exactly. yes i yes i was yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> see i always thought that dressing was stuffing until i actually had stuffing and i wasn't a fan i guess so, or mm-hmm. actually i didn't mind it it was just like the texture like and yeah it's like cubes of bread yes. yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like why would you guys want to eat that I just... <laughs> yes yeah. I, I hear you yeah some some dressing with uh some cranberry the cranberry sauce oh, on top. okay so we have to have this debate before we shut it down uh-oh whole cranberries or jellied i like jellied okay thank but God. they do have it's a mixture i always no. get the mixed ones Yuck. like it's whole berry <laughs> but it's they're sweet with the jelly on them. No, I feel I feel like this is geared towards you, Taylor. She's trying it to. Is. <laughs> it is. But that's, uh, that's why I like. Ain't no shame in my game. You just ain't with it. <laughs> well, I I that I prefer that, but I mean, I would I would do the the combination. Yeah. Yeah, it's. But I prefer. Lead. Okay. That's your preference. Yeah, I just, you know, I guess that's just, you know, growing up, that's what you had. You, you, it, you know, plopped out of the can and then you, yeah. you cut it up. <laughs> that, that section. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know it's you had to hit the back of it real hard. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Put in popping. Yeah. Get the uh, what, butter knife out to scrape around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so probably just, you know, a tradition of of eating that. But I, I mean, I could do the other two, but it's just not my go-to. Yeah, understood. understood. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yes. It, it was great to have you on. It feels like kind of weird to be like, it's great to have you on when you someone <laughs> who is so like, you know, foundational in our lives. So, true, yeah. very true. So thanks well, for being you and all of the work that you do thank for all thank you for all thank you there and, yeah. and being a motherly figure as another motherly figure for us yes so. absolutely absolutely you guys were great great kids oh so it was easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember you used to fight for me to go to the skating rink <laughs> That's what I do. Kindred spirits right here. Yeah. I would say the most impactful was when she, um, when I said she, like, you're not here. When you helped me um, get prepared for my wedding and spent pretty much dang there most of that morning yeah. helping me get ready and get, helping me get in my dress and making sure I had everything. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome times. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, it was fun. i mean you guys had your moments you know don't get me wrong but i I had more than most of them the rest of the two three 
Well, I lived with her for uh, her and dad and Danae for a year. So I'm, she got to see a lot of me. <laughs> and puberty too so <laughs> like yeah talk to me <laughs> yeah I, yeah I think that just comes along with it I don't know that um any difficulties in puberty were solely your your problem I think it's all chill you know so it wasn't like uh you guys were any different than any other child that went through puberty so yeah including myself <laughs> well, well thank you for coming on yes and we will talk to you soon all right bye guys thanks so i hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Dion. um it was really nice to have a talk and really get to know what she does um i've known that she's been in the childcare space this whole like her whole career basically um but having her talk about it provided a lot of perspective on her day-to-day and also a lot of the um growth that she's made during her journey so hope you guys enjoyed yep and i think it was uh really cool to kind of listen to her talk about because i know i asked the question about like private Versus like, I wouldn't say like public, because that's not really like the proper term, but, mm-hmm. you know, just more of like, I don't know, just different type of child care. And, mm-hmm. she, and it was really nice for her to break down like home care versus like, you know, your like your kinder cares or, you know, the one that's versus like your primrose or your Goddard school where it's like mm-hmm. more rigorous and maybe has a, actually perceived to be more mm-hmm. rigorous. and um structured when that's when she kind of said like the that home care woman that she um visited during I think her internship I can't remember um she was saying how it was a lot of fun there so it kind of broke down her like assumptions on different levels of care for children so yeah Yeah. so Taylor what is our self-care tip of the week you mentioned it a little bit earlier so yeah what you writing down Well, I actually am going to come back from that and say that just because you don't write down your goals doesn't mean you don't have goals. Um, So that's your self-care tip of the week that it's a lot of pressure to always feel like you need to have a, a plan. Now, when you're going for goals, you do need to have a plan, right? But at the same time, there's a lot of room for, um, uh, there's a lot of room for interpretation within anyone's plans or anyone's goals. There's a lot of different ways to to reach the deadline. And so that brings me to this post that I saw that is called um, fun goals instead of smart goals. So smart goals, we have went through what smart goals are about. Fun goals are more about going with the flow and understanding that life has lots of ebb and flow. And I really enjoyed this because I felt that a lot of the times when we set smart goals, we forget our humanity. And I think it's important to have a very, at times in life, to have a very regimented 
view. Um, and it also depends on who you are as an individual too, on what's sustainable for you. Um, I'm currently trying to pull it up for some reason. I think I, I'm trying to remember what all the letters stood for. I know F stood for flexible. U um, stood for, let's see. Let's see if I can find it really quickly. Um, fun goals. Here they are. So, so while you're looking at that, looking for that, or once once Taylor finds it, we'll we'll post it in the um, either on the Instagram or we'll, we'll put the link in the show notes. But what is your what is your in definition or interpretation of fun goals? Let's just make it fun like that. Yeah. So the post I actually cannot find. We'll see if we can find it and put it up, like you said. But I will make up my own um, <laughs> acronym, I guess. So F um, and fun would be for flexible. Um, I think that it, it just allows you to have a little bit more flow. And I think when you find your flow is when you're able to be equally challenged and also have that same um, piece of timing and like all of the pieces aligning at the same time. Um, and so that's F is flexible. U is unique. I think that a lot of times we think like uh, just that that typical goal that everyone can think of, I'm going to lose 15 pounds. Okay. But I think it's more of a unique goal to say, I want to feel comfortable in my body. And that looks like X, Y, and Z, or I want to move my body more. So that looks like F, Y, and Z. Um, so like, for me, if you looked at like, I have a goals, I guess, notes in my page or in my phone. Um, and it doesn't necessarily look like goals in a way of like, okay, this is the goal and this is how I'm going to achieve it. It looks like this is how I feel. This is how I want to feel. And then from there, I set actions into place that make me feel more like how I want to feel. Um, so you is unique. N is going to be not stressful. <laughs> and so <laughs> I think that there's a good amount of stress that um, is going to allow you to progress and allow you to be um, attentive and have a really good uh I guess, discernment when it comes to your goals. But I also think that it's really important that when you're beating your head up against a brick wall to realize when it is a brick wall and understand that maybe headbutting this wall is not going to work and how you thought to go about this is not going to work. And so now it's time to try a new way and see if you're able to 
um, break down that wall, if that is your goal, um, to break down that wall, then maybe you need to have a team of 100 people come lift the wall um, or knock it over. Or maybe you need to just have one highly skilled person who has a, a power tool that will allow you to do it. Like things in that sort, like sometimes banging your head up against the brick wall is just not going to to cut it. So um, that end for not stressful. Um, I know it just sounds like I'm like, just, just go with the flow. It doesn't matter what you do in this <laughs> life. Um, it does matter what you do in this life. I want to be really clear and, and really um, understand that I, I am a highly ambitious person. I do have goals. I also think that being highly ambitious and being um, a busybody, not a busybody, being um, overwhelmed is really hard. Um, and it, it takes a lot of energy. So I've been very overwhelmed many times in my life. And I think um, now being in the space that I'm in and being a little bit more focused has allowed me to um, just harness more opportunities. So yeah. Okay. That's my self-care tip of the week. I'm sorry I let y'all down on the, the post, um, but you still got a fun acronym. So <laughs> grateful. You didn't let us down. When you find it, we'll put it up. We'll share it. Um, um, so thank you Amber, for your interpretation. Of course. <laughs> um, so Amber, what is our, we're doing the grind tip again correct yeah so let me let me put this out there because I didn't say anything in the last uh episode because it was a mini episode so it was a little <laughs> bit different the way that we structured it we didn't have all these segments I would say so th- if I'm being really transparent with you guys right now like I've been struggling with my segment like Taylor is all put together like with her word of the day and the self-care and stuff like that and it's very like she knows exactly what it is and it and really is kind of embodied in a part of her like daily um, like habits. And I think for me, like when it came, I used to like the grind tip, but then like I got a little bit of, you know, feedback and stuff like that about um, like bringing more of my profession into this podcast. And to be honest with you guys, like, even though it was very cool to kind of share like more structured and mindset and business and like the last season, I didn't really have a lot of fun. I mean, if I'm being really truthfully honest, like obviously failing forward and that book was fun, you know, it was good to read and, you know, the other things that we talked about and, you know, I tried to bring in more business focus and and different things like that, but I just want, like, Taylor and I want this podcast to be enjoyable and fun and not another assignment that I have to, like, present or, like, work I have to do. Like, I really want to be genuine and come with you guys to, you know, what what am I listening to? What am I reading? Who am I talking to? What events am I attending that I'm getting some type of, like, impact or receiving anything to make me grow and be better as a person? Yeah. And I think that to me is more impactful than like y'all I read this book and you know let's do a whole episode about the book that I read you know like I I just think it it's a little bit different when you talk about your daily life and what you're consuming because what you're consuming can also tell you a lot about what that how that person spends them their time and what's important to them yeah 
So I always put that out there. So yes, we're going to call it grind tip of the week, inspiration, like what really fuels me as an individual and as a person. Um, Then like- All about authenticity. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, obviously I'm still, my accountant type A side can still come out like, and it does. (laughs) You know, and, but I think, you know, this is the time to let my hair down and really just have fun. You know, we don't need to be, I'm uptight and all this stuff at work all day and, and all the other things that I do. And I just would rather like, yeah, show a little bit of myself. So even though I know everybody is not Christians and I just want to put that out there, but I am, I do identify as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I would say the most inspirational thing that has happened to me or that I've gotten into this week is at the beginning of the year. So I, just a little bit of background. I won't hold y'all too much. But anytime that I've been feeling like there is a huge pit in my body about, hey, this is the time or the season for you to grind or make different decisions or live differently than the way that you've been living. Mm -hmm. I either, I start separating myself, if that makes sense. That could either look like a fast that can look like getting in my Bible because I'm a Christian, not because you have to, but that's just the way that I do it. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, just start detoxing from things that are distractions. So give you uh, the main thing that I'm going to talk about today is morning routine for me. This this change of morning routine has really helped me. Yesterday, y'all, and today is Tuesday. So by the time y'all hear this, it's gonna be Thursday. Mm-hmm. But Monday was trash. Like I told you guys earlier that I started transitioning back to work. My Sunday was trash because I wasn't prepared. I had a whole bunch of things I was doing back to back to back all day from when I woke up to when I went to bed. So I wasn't able to prepare. Then I get up at like, five something in the morning, my intention was to work out. I got on my phone. I literally wasted 45 minutes on Instagram, BSing, like trying to make decisions that I didn't even need to make that early in the morning, contemplating on if I wanted to work out versus not. I woke up at like 4.45 and then I was like, "Eh, I don't feel like it. And laid back in the bed. Y'all, Morning routine is everything. Get your ass up. Like (laughs) if you're going to do something and you planned on like I y'all, I literally had my clothes out. I had my my pre-workout already laid. Like everything was laid out. All I needed to do was just roll out of the bed and put my clothes on. Mm -hmm. It was just I don't know. I just got the it just overtaped me and got the best of me Mm -hmm. today. My alarm went off and I was like you can do this Amber like you need to do better like you say you want to do all these things because the reason why I want to wake up early just as a background for you guys is because Nick is still in school we'll be in school until March and with me transitioning back to work I don't have the flexibility to work out at home and during lunchtime and different things like that Mm-hmm. And so working out is important to me because it's a stress reliever. And by the time I get home, I'm tired. Yeah. Um, and my kid and my husband need to be somewhat the priority of the evening before I do like either podcasting stuff for clients yeah. um, or work related things. 
Yeah. And so that's the best time. Morning routine is so important. I got up this morning, worked out, but during my workout, wrapping it around to Christianity, I started getting into Transformation Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is with Pastor Mike Todd and just really under like really getting something, even if you don't consider yourself to be a Christian, his sermons can be very inspirational and mind provoking to help you think uh, about things in a different perspective, even if you, um, you know, praise a different God uh, yeah. or a different uh, um, higher being. So that's really just helped me fuel. So getting up, you know, getting my workout in, like listening to something inspirational, like being focused and prepared the night before and really like being focused. That's the biggest thing. Like if you say yeah. you're going to get up, make your eggs and bacon to take, you know, take with you on the way to work, get off your phone and don't get on Instagram and waste 30 minutes of our lives. Like, I feel like there's so many different things that we do that don't allow us to focus. And I think if you are in the season of, of grinding or growing, I would say really growing. Maybe yeah. I should say my segment is uh, um, season of growth. See, I'm tired of changing. I'm tired of changing okay. name. We can okay. we can leave it where we at, but the whole focus <laughs> will be like they're gonna be like, "Girl, she changing again." Like, how many times <laughs> she gonna change it? Um, but just growing, and so um, I think like be very mindful of what you're feeding yourself and what you're paying attention to, and if you do have a tight schedule. And let's say you have an hour and 30 minutes in the morning before you have to like leave the house to go into work or do whatever, like really push yourself to have that internal um, accountability partner to say, hey, you got this, like you can do this, get up, you know, start your morning routine, don't jump on your phone the first time you wake up. And maybe, you know, if you feel down or you feel tired, maybe listen to something that's inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um And so that's what's really been kind of my little thing today or this week. So may I give you a suggestion? Sure. Always open feedback. If you want to um, limit the time that you're on social media, now these apps work for a whole day, but let's say you can't resist like getting on in the morning and you can spare like 10 minutes. You can set a 10 minute um, timer or time allotment to get onto an app in a day and it'll give you a reminder or um, lock you out of the app if that's there's some extreme ones that um, may even just lock you out of the app once you hit your time um, allotment so if someone out there is struggling with limiting their time on social media whether it's in the morning or throughout the day um, that's a thought well thank you for sharing um yes I have to look into that. I know uh, Apple has like their focus features and different yep. things and their screen limits on certain yep. things. So. They do indeed. You can also get into your settings and do it that way too. If you want to go the extra step and just have that fail safe for those mornings where you do want to procrastinate, you have like, <laughs> and I, I think that's a perfect word. Yeah. Procrastinate. Mm-hmm. I think procrastination, it can, it's a, it's a defense mechanism. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's not like the healthiest thing, but it, it is a self-preservation tool that we have. Um, and I think 
knowing how to do it efficiently and in a way that doesn't prohibit your goals long term is like finding ways to do that is going to be really beneficial I agree I'll add that to my maybe that might be a a next week type thing I think I have a good cadence right now and add that in there as long as I don't get on my phone I just leave it in my room (laughs) (laughs) I know I scroll yeah I brush my teeth and then I'm like ooh, Instagram yeah yeah let it go but yeah I will do that so Taylor where can you find us you can find us conveniently on Instagram <laughs> at theinnercircle.podgals. You can also send us an email to theinnercircle.podgals at gmail.com. Yes. And if we, if you only have 10 minutes, at least, use at least two. <laughs> to it. just like our pics. That's yeah. <laughs> it's not super long. Alrighty, y'all. Well, y'all take good care and we'll see you back here. Oh, there there is something Amber wants to say. What are you? Also, you can find us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on all platforms. Um, you can even rate us on Spotify too. Um, and then leave us any feedback you have. Um and like, yeah. So we're on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, and any platform that has podcasts on there. If you made it this far, you made it to the right place. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget to share. Share. All right. Have a a good night, y'all, or a good day. Have a good week.